Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit LowElo.com. Um, how do you feel about hitting up the uh, Santa Monica Beach? Oh, wow. Um, sure. You're listening to the only new legend podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. <laughs> I'm sat down here with my head hung down And I just seem to find a Bit of peace, bit of love Bit of something left behind Sat down here, best intention Nothing said, nothing lied A bit of peace, bit of love Bit of something left inside hey, hey. This is Low Elo, episode 42 and to answer all of your questions, I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. Joining me with towel in hand is Dave, a.k.a. Compy386. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Ready, ready for anything? Sailed stars. Yes. Well, that's good because our third chair, trying his hardest not to panic, is Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base, 123. How you doing, Christian? I'm trying not to panic. Oh, God. Uh, I thought you were going to say I'm a sad robot. Did you forget uh, your line? I didn't, I didn't. No, no, I remember, but I. It felt weird. <laughs> With the well, season okay. two championships coming to a close this week, we look back at the early rounds of play to analyze champion selection. But at this event, let's talk about the setup, the production, and the stage a little bit before we get into the nitty gritty of things. Yeah, it was outside, which was kind of really refreshing. Like. You know, so many lands in the past are all inside and like, you know, the middle of Europe. Yeah. And it's all dark and like, <laughs> you and, know, it's and no like matter how degrees outside. Yeah. And no matter how cool they do or how cool the stage is after they set it up, you still see that like convention center carpeting on the ground everywhere and it looks kind of, kind of dank. Yeah. Yeah, everything. No, but it was really open air, fresh sunlight. I mean, sunlight. Wow. Had to. I mean, they even had to pause play. It's kind of funny that they had to pause a couple times to set up to set up the sun blockers. Yeah, yeah. I was I was <laughs> going to say that the sunlight was nice, but it also presented a little bit of a problem because as it moved across the LA sky, it ended up getting in the faces of some of the players and causing some problems for them. They had to set up uh, like those booms with pieces of black paper on them <laughs> yeah like you think they would have like maybe foreseen that in an outdoor event well i think there were a lot of things that happened at this event uh regarding the setup and the venue that you know you'd think they would have foreseen or and maybe they did but uh sometimes fail safes fail as well and and the sun was really just kind of the least of the problems we had some disconnects we had some power failures uh, some issues with the positioning of the stage that you know brought up some questions about uh, the the integrity of the matches themselves, but everything I mean from that angle was investigated. And riots told us that you know there's there's nothing to worry about there, and honestly I'm I'm inclined to agree. They were watching those players like a hawk, but all of that aside, this was I think the coolest venue that we've seen for a tournament yet. Yeah, well, basically, uh, if you're a negative Nancy, you're going to have a field day with all, every, all the little things that happen. But, you know, if you can look past that, I mean, it was great production. 
I mean, the casting was great. The the quality the, of the stream was fantastic. The the little rotating stages I thought were awesome. Those were very so, you know, cool. You know, the whole team lining up and then just it turns around. They're all there. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, seeing TSM come on the revolving platform with um, both an American and a Canadian flag. (laughs) Yeah, they they definitely showed up to put on a show. I mean, similarly, I think it was uh, who, gosh, who was it? Was it uh, World Elite that when theirs turned around in their opening against CLG, their uh, middle guy was wearing like the general sunglasses and just looked, he looked like a badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, given yeah. he looked like a four foot nine badass, but it was a badass nonetheless. Yeah, no, it, it was really well put together. And, and even all the little nitpicky things that the negative Nancy's will, will pick at. It was, it was great. And I can't wait until we go to the finals this weekend yeah yeah unfortunately right now we don't know who is gonna be there because the i mean the the biggest thing that people have you know picked at is that well as of the recording of this show we don't know who's going the the championship the you know the semifinals have not been played yet so yeah i mean that's that's up in the air but we know this we won't be seeing any Americans on that stage. Nope. All Asians and, and Europeans. So we are completely out of it. Yep. Which hurts a little bit, but just from watching the amazing play from the other teams, I'm, I'm not that upset about it. No, yeah, I'm no, I'll, I'll, Go ahead. No, honestly, I mean, I mean, I, I, I was fine with seeing either TSM or a Zubu Frost going into because both teams, I mean, I love TSM, but after seeing um, Azubu Frost like take out uh, from the previous uh, the tournament they were in before, going against CLGEU and like seeing them beat them in that, like I I I, I, I kind of got really interested in seeing how Azubu Frost plays. Yeah, yeah, and it's unfortunate because my my prediction about TSM and you know that does hurt that my prediction about TSM did not come true um and i am a little bit of a fanboy but i'm also just a fan of the fact that they have strong team play and they're well-rounded players all around the fact is is that the the early aggression uh that they're known for well they they got outplayed on that level when it came to zubu frost you know they uh, zubu frost was even more aggressive so. Yeah, and it's really cool that uh, we have, uh, I'm glad it's not all Asian teams or all Europeans in it or even all Americans because it's almost like you couldn't have written it better. I mean, we have the Asian teams are have that hyper-aggressive early game and then we have CLG <laughs> <laughs> who is like, they are kings of stalling. Yep. So yeah. it's kind of like this, you know, and we the Asian teams tend to crumble if they can't win it in 25 minutes, you know, it seems like as a whole, you know, that's kind of, they don't have much experience maybe playing past the 25 minute mark. Yeah. It was, it was actually mentioned in the tournament that it's a bit of an Asian tradition that when you've been beat, you surrender. Um, and, and, and all of the Asian teams were doing that. Every single Asian team was surrendering their matches when they thought that they were beat. 
Uh, whereas that's, I mean, here, here in America and in much of Europe, that's not how we do business. Oh, no, we, we stick it out until the end. We don't, we don't even, uh, even consider surrendering. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless, unless there's people beating down the door on the inhibitor as yeah. we speak, and there's just like the, the logistics are against us, uh, you know, being able to do anything, then, you know, yeah, we CLG and A did did surrender one match, but they were about to lose. Like it yes, was there it was, was nothing that could have happened. So yeah. they just saved everyone five minutes. Um, but in Texas, we call that stubborn as a mule. Right. <laughs> so, right. Well, and, and, you know, and here in California, we call it uh, perseverance. So whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, the, the fact is, is the. The Asian style of gameplay, what we've seen at this tournament so far, just like you said, it's centered around aggression and winning the game and ex uh, creating a dominant position before the like 30-minute mark. Unfortunately, their games that go past the 30-minute mark are not in their favor because they establish these early leads, but they do it with champions that don't scale well into the late game. You look at the way that they were that that uh, the European team, namely in this case, CLG EU, was able to hold things off. It was that even though they lost the early game, they just prevented any sort of a uh, initiation past the like twenty minute mark, and prevented the other team from being able to move on them. And they just sat there and waited and farmed and farmed until they knew that even though they might be down by 10,000 gold, that that just means that the other team has an extra 10,000 collective gold sitting in their bank because everybody is fully built, right? Yeah. And that's really, I don't, that's just seems like the in, in really intelligent tactic that we know by, I mean, it's not new to us. No. But that's one great thing about this event, bringing it, bringing all the world metas together. Uh, well, and in, then on the other side, there's, you know, M5 who's breaks out zillion <laughs> and wins <laughs> and wins. Right. Zillion, not zillion and Evelyn. Yeah. Right? No, I, I, uh, you know, n no offense to IG. You guys played great and you've had a great series up till that point. But you do have the distinct pleasure now of being the only team in competitive play to have lost a series to an Evelyn and a Zillion. Yep. And uh, it, everyone else was saying that it's kind of an interesting comment that M5 made after they won. You know, they're like, oh, man, it's, it's interesting that they pick champions that aren't normally seen in normal play. And then they say they only play the broken champions. I think that he meant he's that they're only playing broken champions right like he champions that need to be fixed broken. right yeah not the gamer nerd meaning of broken <laughs> yeah not not busted so um i think people need to reevaluate exactly what he was saying because uh, i don't think we're gonna see a whole lot of zillion coming out of m5 through the rest of this series we'll see we'll see but on the subject of uh picks even though I may have gotten it wrong as far as who's going to be progressing, although if CLG EU makes it, then I'll, I'll be halfway there. I was right about one thing, and that was the AD carry situation. 
So how did the numbers play out for AD carries at this tournament so far? Okay, well, just as you predicted, Ezreal was the most picked AD carry, and he has the worst win rate. Out of he any AD carries. He was, he's not, <laughs> yeah, out of the AD carries, actually, he's the most played champion. And, uh, yeah, he, he got the 16 games, win rate of 37.5%. There you go. <laughs> the next AD carry was Corky. Nine games, 55% win. And then the next one was actually a tie. Graves and Kogma both got into five games. Kogma with a 100% win ratio. Graves with only 40%. Yeah. I think I may have uh, forgotten to account for the fact that Sivir doesn't have a presence in Asian gameplay. So uh, that whole prediction kind of goes down the tubes. But... uh it's kind of a surprising showing from Kogma. I didn't think that the Protect the Kogma strat would really be as prevalent as it turned out to be. Yeah, and Kogma's so good. I love Kogma. He's very good. And, and, and the whole Ezreal thing, again, it's like what is so popular now is what is losing in pro play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Ezreal's, we hear myths of, you know, whispers about Ezreal nerfs, and it's just like, I hope they nerf him. I hope they nerf him. He's mediocre. We've always maintained on the show that Ezreal is a mediocre champion. Yep. And uh, and and I'm an Ezreal lover. I I liked Ezreal before he was cool. Hey, I I you learned know. to skill shot off of Ezreal. Yeah, and I mean we're Ezreal fans, but we are not. You know, we have no misconceptions about what he is. It yeah. seems like everyone else does. No, Ezreal is the new Mundo. It, it, mm-hmm. What it comes right down to, you know, the pros play Mundo because he's got incredible stats. The pros lose with Mundo because he's actually not very good. And then everybody else goes out and starts playing him. What's happening with with Ezreal? Ezreal, go, you know, pros are playing him because he's got incredible stats. Turns out he's crappy in, in, you know, the team fights in late game and just doesn't offer a whole lot. He loses a whole bunch and everyone starts playing him. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's something seriously wrong here. And I think it's not just the stats, it's the early game power. The the pros because they rank up so much in solo queue, they kind of get stuck in solo queue. They think uh you know, even teams who like CLG uh EU who who play for that late game, who love the late game, still seem to make their picks, counter picks the whole system based on the lane phase you know that's just mind-boggling to me yeah you know if you're gonna stall why not pick you know like an ash who's an awesome ad carry with a stun you know once she's get she gets all those tier three items at you know 35 minutes in she's just unstoppable you know yeah it's uh if it weren't for the fact that kogma has the position in this tournament that he does I would say the reason that Ash doesn't have a presence is because she doesn't have the escape mechanism. But that's also an <laughs> early game thing. Right, you right. Know, in a late, in a late, you know, the escape mechanism is to prevent your lane from getting ganked. It's really hard to gank an Ezreal. It's really hard to gank a Corgi or oh, a yeah. Graves. No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just yeah. providing an explanation <laughs> of what's going on. And the fact that Kogma, the only AD carry with a significant presence, other than the Corky Graves Ezreal trio, is at 100% win ratio as we speak. That should speak mounds because he's also the only one that doesn't have an escape mechanism. It's like, and, and 
uh, the other thing I really liked about the tournament is the the Asian teams just like threw our tier lists in our faces. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, well, let, know, I don't, I don't want to take too much possession of these tier lists. Let's say that they took someone's tier okay. lists and certain individuals <laughs> who are prevalent in the community. Anyway, yeah, and and it's like, why aren't people following the numbers? You know, Ezreal, oh, people make are you know people have been making forum posts and they follow these like fashion trends. It's like. You know, Ezreal's so hot right now. Everyone wants Ezreal. You know, why, follow the numbers. Learn Kog'Maw. <laughs> I mean, crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kog'Maw wins. Kog'Maw wins games. Ezreal, unfortunately, doesn't win games. He wins lanes. Yeah, you know, and, and you jump into a solo queue game now, people don't say, oh, Kog'Maw's open. No, they say, oh, Ezreal's open. Let's grab Ezreal. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that. I think that's a great coin, uh, term to coin maybe a post or something like that it's like Ezreal wins lanes not games <laughs> <laughs> yeah hmm. yeah or a, a slogan all the numbers lowelo.com win la- or win games not lanes mm-hmm. hmm. yeah that, that craziness and and you're right they are throwing it out I mean I don't know how many times I saw Eve bound and I was just sitting here going, oh my gosh, it's like, I like, realized. Did they not know that they didn't have to ban Eve against <laughs> NA teams? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, most of the NA teams don't Eve. care. We don't, we don't <laughs> like Eve out here. <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you want with her. Um, although it was kind of a terrifying performance that came out of M5 when they finally picked up Eve. But that's really the only impressive showing that there was. Because I think they were the only team who ever got the opportunity to play her. Yep. Well... Shoot, it was this time last year that they were banning out Shakos in competitive play. So, yep. man, it's just such a different meta out there. Maybe we need to find someone who's got some better insight into the uh, Asian meta who might be able to provide us some more information. But regardless, we do have the finals this weekend on the 13th. It is a little bit of a mystery setup, but... Let's talk through this just a little bit here. I don't know how many tickets they've sold, but I think that that stadium sits, you know, it obviously sits several thousand. It is a much bigger venue than LA Live was. And I mean, this is, you know, stadium seating. It, it is at a uh, University of California sports arena. It's kind of a big deal. It's going to be a huge show. Yeah, it's like a mid '80s Metallica concert. Um, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I hope we can have an adventure around that. Like you imagine there being adventures for teens around mid '80s Metallica concerts, like all the <laughs> zaniness that goes on. Because you know, Dave and I we're going to be down there. A lot of other members of the community are going to be down there. Uh, members of our own community, like Mister Hacha, down there. I think Wolven Knights down there as well. And uh, that so team hero is going. Yeah, that team hero. Yeah. So uh, we're really looking forward to this. And uh, I just need to figure out where we pick up our press passes. Yep. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what that's going to entail. But otherwise, honestly, I'm just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's still just a little bit surreal to me. Yeah, it's only, what, four days away? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. 
Well, let's move on to our playbook section. Having talked enough about the season two championships who haven't even concluded yet, the playbook this week, we wanted to stick with the theme of the tournaments that are going on and give people an introduction to something that may seem intuitive, but actually takes a little bit more setup than a lot of people have thought out. And that is team play. How do you set up and prepare to play as a team? Yeah, and what what the the impetus was for this was that uh, a lot of recently on the stream, recently in games with uh, members from the community, we've really had to to beat people over the heads in the nicest way possible, of course. Um, that team play is the best way to play this game. If you're not queuing up with five friends over Skype or Dolby or mumble or whatever it is you happen to use then you're playing this game wrong and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to it it's the fun is going to run out well not only that you're just missing out on an entire layer of enjoyment that too yeah so you know we kind of wanted to do a little guide 101 guide to how you start playing the game uh in the way we very much feel is the way it's meant to be played and that's with friends Five, five people on a team queuing up. Yeah. So your first step, obviously, is you're going to need uh, four friends. <laughs> yeah. To be technical. So you need four friends. And we've built this community as for one reason is to find a, to give summoners a place to find those friends. Hop in those low elo chat rooms. Say, hey, I want to play. I have Skype. You know, let's get on Skype. You know, let's play this. Yeah. Let's play games. And figure out. That, you know, and once once you have the team together, once you have the individuals, the next uh, piece is to make sure you have that communication set up. Like you said, VoIP, Skype, TeamSpeak, Ventrilo, whatever's going to work for you. Get together in that setting and then start talking about roles. Ta- start talking about not only what you're good at, but what you want to be good at. Because working with a team is going to provide you a lot of opportunities to really grow on each other and, uh, you know, share your expertise in those roles so that you can develop who's going to be the actual best long-term choice in those positions. So once you've figured out your roles, then it's a good time for you to talk about what kind of team you want to build. You don't have to plan out every single step. But letting everybody know which champions you're best with will give them an idea of which champions of theirs will synergize best. And if you want to get into that level of strategy, go for it. Start talking about who's going to work best with somebody's Blitzcrank, who's their all-star. You know, figure out your combos. Get those Wombo combos rip-roaring ready to go. Or you can do what we do and queue up and get into the game and then stare at the picks for 30 seconds and say well who does who do you want to play but but that comes as a product for the most part that comes as a product of at least two or three of us having played hundreds of games together right yeah now we might not have that same level of confidence if this were the first time that we had played together but compy myself christian our buddies garrett you know even members of our community at this point like darkski we can bring them into games and be reasonably sure of how they're going to perform on whatever role and just start, you know, building around those roles. 
and and do pretty well. But that comes with time. Yeah. It's like it's like you're entering this whole new level. You know, everyone likes everyone is first attracted to ranked because it gives you that rank. It gives but, you a number that says how good you are. I firmly believe that 5v high elo 5v5 normals and everyone has an elo, by the way. In normal queue, you have an elo. Yeah, you just don't um, get to see it. You just don't see it, yeah. But high elo normal 5v5 team games is are the most fun. You'll have the most exciting games. Um, and it is, I believe, the top tier of play. Because solo queue is garbage. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, nobody's communicating. It's all, you know, what's my KDA? Whereas in team games... You know, and we had a guy on the stream asking us that, you know, kind of spurned this conversation. You know, he was talking about how uh, well, he was we wanted him to go die, basically. Yeah. And this is a good a good one of the final steps is that don't be afraid to die. We aced the enemy team and he went back because he was under 200 health. Or, no, we didn't ace. There was a one of them left. Yeah. And we were making the argument, well, if you had stayed and pushed with us, we would have won. And he was saying, well, no, the, the enemy champion that I think it was a Wukong would have killed me. You want me to just stand there and wait to die? And the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. We want <laughs> because, him to jump in on you and, you know, use his combo so that we can annihilate him and finish out the game. Yeah. We had four people up who were mostly full health, except for this person who was at 200 health. Yeah, so if you charge in with us, we had the, we were attacking the Nexus Towers, Wukong would kill you, then we'd kill him, and we'd win the game. Yeah, and, you know, depending on circumstances, a lot of times someone will jump in for that greed kill, and the combined damage and response of your team means they just get denied. They get completely shut down, and you escape with, you know, 20 health. It happens more often than you think. But the point but, was is that you need to get away from the the vanity of the idea that you know that you look bad. Because the goal is not to look good. The goal is for the team to win and for everyone to have as much fun as possible. Yeah. And once you free yourself from the and I made this comment earlier, I kind of feel like we're Morpheus with the red pill. Oh my gosh. I, I just wanted to be a big tall you know bald black guy well so i mean who doesn't but we're offering you the red pill the red pill in league of legends is is 5v5 normal q actually the the red pill does damage over oh, time the, the and slows <laughs> Wait, uh, no which? the the blue pill that one uh is you know reduced cooldown and mana regen oh the blue this. pill takes you back to base oh that too I hate, yeah. I hate both of you so much <laughs> That was a beautiful analogy, and you just wrecked it. Anyway. Wrecked it in no, the good it, way, right? Like the MTV yeah, way? Yeah, you wrecked it. We it wrecked it. it High broken. five, Christian. Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, you know, and we played with each other so much, we don't get mad when we lose. I mean, we get mad in certain situations. Well, but, but, we, get, but we don't get mad at each other. We get mad that we lost. You know, we're just yeah. like, man, we want to win. But it's not like, I'm so angry at Compi right now because we haven't won. No, it's just yeah. like I I really want to take it out on no, there's none of that going on. We just requeue because we want that victory cuz winning is fun. Yeah, it's a lot yep. of fun and if you get into that and you start getting experience it's like a, a whole another 100 game challenge 
find five friends or four friends, a five man team, uh, and play a hundred games with them oh, and man. see just how much more fun this game. You know becomes. what? That's, that's, that is a whole nother level of, uh, hundred game challenge. That's like a hundred game Iron Man right there. <laughs> Cause oh. I mean, how many, if you had to estimate how many games have we played together, Jeff, you and I, yeah, um, I'm I'm guessing that it's probably around 900 at this point. I yeah, I was gonna guess a thousand because I yeah. think we started playing when I had about a thousand wins. Now I have two thousand, and you you're in 98 percent of my games. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's been a lot of them. Um, I wish there was a way for us to you know be able to get a little counter that would accurately count off how many games someone's played with somebody because yeah. if if our fans if someone out there were to actually just set out and play a hundred games with a set group of you know five six people you know sometimes someone's missing i would love to send them cool stuff because yeah. i think they'd get it like they'd play yeah. those games and then they just like the the skies would open up the seas would part and you know the the meadows would sprout with wildflowers, yeah. and it's, they it's would like just Buddha, like enlightenment man. would occur yep. right there on the spot, and they'd see everything the way that we see it. Yep. See see a lot of things the way that the pros see it. Think of how many games that pros play with just their teammates. It's yeah. one of the keys to how they can perform so well together, and which is why they're fo- they're not focused on you know. KDA, they're focused on making that other Nexus explode. Yeah. And one big thing, too, we were talking about is, you know, the K- the kill-death assist ratio, the story behind the death is never there. Right. You know, you can say, I died, but we got their inhibitor. I died, but we prevented Baron. I died to save two, two of my other teammates. You know, that... So, don't be... I mean, the, the term feeder is just so irrelevant to yeah. actual fun, good play. It doesn't. It's just amazing. Yeah. And when, once you've played enough with friends and they or just teammates and they can fill in the blanks there for your deaths, when they, you know, when you get to that point where they no longer think, oh, my gosh, that person's feeding where they're actually thinking, oh, what was the story behind that death? Well, he did a whole lot and contributed then you start to turn that word feeder into something very different. And it just becomes a sort of sarcastic jab at the way things used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's and you where have you want to be. You have to get out a lot of, a lot of uh, accepted truths that you believe are true right now are not. For example, if the enemy team has Baron, you turtle. No. <laughs> that is... <laughs> You have to understand how the game has been going, how the game, I mean, if that was a defensive Baron, if they happen to, you know, do well in a team fight and kill most of you or kill, even ace you, gosh, and, and they get Baron and then they go back because two of their inhibitors are down and they're all losing. You don't turtle, push and win. I don't, yeah. It doesn't matter if they have Baron. Yeah, you keep those lanes pushing, you keep them under duress and... Like, you know, the, the moment you have an opportunity, you capitalize. One of the last games we played before we recorded this, the enemy team picked up Baron, and we were just like, okay, cool. Well, while you have Baron, we pushed down, like, three towers, two inhibitors, and almost won the game. 
and then just want it on our next push. It's that's the way this works. Yep. And like, and the, a quick story to end this off is uh, I got, I was really surprised, kind of not angry, not in like the sense I was angry at some of the people, but you know, I solo queued in two games a couple days ago and in the first game didn't go well. There is an enemy Rengar, and I was trying to keep our team spirits up. I said, don't worry, guys. Rengar falls off late game. Mm -hmm. And I got so much hate for that comment. I was being called a noob and a feeder. And I was like, wow. Uh, and, and the guy even said to me, you are the reason that solo queue is so terrible. <laughs> and I thought it was so ironic. Because if you've never played in high elo normal Q team games you don't know that rengar falls off late game i've been super fed rengar in plenty of those games and lost because rengar is terrible late game yeah <laughs> but and they don't know that played in plenty of games against rengar who gets super fed early game and then you just crush the team later on yeah they don't know that they're still living in the matrix hmm. you know gotcha We're, the solo queue has you neo yeah the solo queue has you. You need to get out. Yeah. You need, <laughs> you need, to, blue, you need to blue pill out of there. Yeah, need a blue pill out of there. It turns out you're the odd one. Get it? <laughs> I get it. I All get right. it. I was good. <laughs> I think I, I got good. a slow clap out of Christian there. <laughs> oh. That's a clap, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. But the, another thing that we appreciate from the community is the huge number of responses we've been getting for our Q-tip section. We're glad that you're enjoying those, and we, we're really happy with the amount of knowledge that you're sharing. So last week, our Q-tip was around Anivia and how to beat or play the murder bird. We got a lot of response, but I think one of them stood out above the rest. Well, a couple of them stood out, and, and it was a really hard choice. So, your guys, your responses are getting really good. Uh, we're getting a lot fewer guides. <laughs> I think people understand what a Q-tip is now. So, uh, this week's winner is Zalfi, who says, Anivia is in the slowest tier of champions with a base speed of 300. So, it is difficult for her to roam around the map. Playing a champion that excels at roaming will allow you to move around the map and gank other lanes without Anivia being able to do much about it. Awesome. What a great tip. Yeah, and it's like what you're doing there by following the, that kind of advice is you're not directly countering Anivia by responding to her abilities, but you're countering Anivia by taking advantage of her lack of mobility. Yep. It's a team-oriented tip, too. Yes. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. So, Zelfie, make sure. We'll, we'll send you an email here as well, but let's get your address so that we can send you a Teemo sticker. We're very happy to send that your way. This week, we're going to be looking for Q-tips for Jace. And the one that we choose will, of course, get a Teemo sticker, a low ELO sticker. But specific. But that's right. Yeah, just guys, Jace. Right. So, here's the thing. We want tips on how to go only against Jace. Yeah, we've like, we, received. We don't want to hear. We've we've received a lot of requests for how do I deal with Jace? Well, we're going to give the community an opportunity to respond to this little bit of a 
monster in the top lane or really wherever he goes, it seems. So we want your tips. How do you beat Jace? We've also, I mean, it seems though that we've, Jace has been sort of a point of contention. We basically called it, and I don't want to say that we're right again, but we're right again. We we said Jace was OP. Yeah. <laughs> and it took everyone else. I mean, Jace has made it onto our cover for well, like twice at yeah, least. Yeah, I think he's been on the cover <laughs> twice. I mean, he is OP. We called that like way back when he came out. And uh, it, now people are figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's playing Jace. So we know how to win a lane as Jace, how to win a game as Jace. You know, we want to hear how to beat him. Yeah. Yeah, no, you really need to think hard about this one. Uh, I think we're going to get some really interesting responses. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me I too. See people still. Me too. And you can email those to us at team at lowelo.com. Just make sure that you put Q-tip into the subject line. It makes it a lot easier for us to identify your submission. So let's move on to our emails. These are uh, the random stories, requests, questions, etc. that we receive at our team at lowelo.com email address that we will uh, be happy to read on air and respond to. Yeah, so this first one comes from Bizak, all right? And then, was it episode 40? We oh. called for a low-elo American folk hero. Yeah. And the cover was Abraham Lincoln, and there was there was a song, I believe. Um, so anyway, Bizak actually just came up with a little design document for Abraham Lincoln as a champion. So here it goes. Abraham Lincoln's passive is Martyr for the Cause. Anytime Lincoln is killed, his killer is slowed by 50% for three seconds. Any champion that gained an assist is slowed by 25% for three seconds. Hmm. Pretty cool passive. Yeah. His Q is emancipate. Lincoln removes snares from himself and gains increased movement speed for a short time. Any enemy struck while emancipate is active gains the four score and seven debuff. This debuff will kill the champion if they cannot type the entirety of the Gettysburg Address in all chat in three minutes. Oh, that seems like a pretty good cue. <laughs> any, <laughs> any spelling mistakes will bring them to one HP. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little OP. We'll we'll continue the design discussion about that about that one. Well, we want to separate the good Abraham Lincoln players <laughs> yeah. from, the, from the great Abraham Lincoln so players. We, anyway. we want to separate the those who paid attention in their history class from <laughs> those who really embraced American history. Because, <laughs> you know, education is important. Anyway, W is objection. Lincoln uses his background as a lawyer to force an enemy to recant their previous action. The targeted champion returns to their location from three seconds ago. And now I think, honestly, that is would be a really cool ultimate to give a champion in the future. Yeah. Something I, that not yeah. like, you know, someone with a really big hammer, like he hits them so hard that they go back in time. Mm-hmm. When yeah. this baby hits 88 miles per hour. <laughs> You're going to e, have to do some serious. So. <laughs> e is larger than life. This one's great. With each rank of this ability, Lincoln's beard and limbs grow in length. What? His beard and limbs grow in length. His beard grants him passive armor and magic resist, and his longer arms give him increased melee range. 
Wow, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I think that's going to be a weird Lincoln, weird looking Lincoln at yeah. level five. <laughs> Angly. All right. Is it all of his limbs or just his arms? Because like, if it's just his arm, it's going to end up being like you know Abraham Lincoln. You know, because oh, he'd be oh, like yeah. a gorilla. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the dull seam. No. From Street Fighter. Anyway, no. his no. ultimate R is blast from the past. Lincoln summons George Washington and Theodore Roosevelt to fight for him for 15 seconds. What? Washington, he summons George Washington and Theodore <laughs> Roosevelt to fight for him for 15 seconds. Washington inspires nearby allies to have increased movement speed and attack speed, while Roosevelt instantly kills anything he touches, <laughs> including, including champions shielded by Kale, Baron Nasher, and the Spawn Fountain. Okay. Uh, once again, I think that we're going to need to tweak this one. So I think the strategy with Lincoln is to hit him with the Q. So that makes forces them to stop and start typing the Gettysburg Address. And then summon okay. Theodore Roosevelt to finish him off. So, to get them in a, uh, a three-minute stun. So <laughs> three-minute stun. <laughs> so, or, I mean, uh, concept, of course, we'll have to tweak the numbers for balance. But I think the concept is sound. <laughs> Oh yeah, the yeah. I'm the email pen dragon right now. All right, yeah, let's let's get this one off to Morello because I think it's got some yeah. real potential. <laughs> anyway, oh, so that God. was just so funny we had to share. Okay, uh, Java Chips have a, has a little success for story for us. I wanted to share my success story with y'all. Hmm. I'm a Props y'all. To y'all. I was one of those summoners who said, "No, it's your fault. You suck, not me." I would often rage and wonder why I would end up with a negative KDR at the end of the match. Since listening to you and your podcast, I've greatly increased the win ratio and at the same time better myself to help the team with morale. I now often tell them the attitude can easily change the outcome of a game and strive to ensure it is a positive one. I have also since started the 100 game challenge using Kog'Maw. (laughs) I will provide updates as they come. Sounds good. I kind of... uh... I wish that the honor system had been around longer because I would have loved to hear how this guy's honor responds to the way he's decided to change his attitude in games. Yeah, yeah. So, Which, by the way, see- guys, they have announced that there are, uh, you know, rewards out there for honor that have not yet even been discovered by anybody. Just okay. throwing it out there. I was just say he's starting to see the you know, the text scrolling down. Anyway, Possessed by Chaos says, Hey guys, love the podcast. Very helpful and flippin' hilarious. He actually said flippin'. So like with an apostrophe or? No apostrophe. Oh, okay. Just, Just flippin'. 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 Alright. Oh, you're welcome. I'm a level 13 summoner who frequently plays Annie and I'm trying to learn new champions. I was hoping you could discuss how to level close combat champions. I'm guessing it means melee champions early game because it seems like I just get harassed by opponents and either can't farm or end up feeding. Help. Hmm. That's tough, especially considering that you're level 13, so you can't always count on uh, the meta being what it is, but usually if you're going to play a melee champion, you'll find yourself in one of two places. Either the jungle, where you should be able to farm in relative peace, with the exception of the occasional invade, um, or you're going to most likely be top lane where the other champion is likely to be melee maybe a melee caster but 
Uh, not at level 13. It could yeah, be anyone. It, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying is that at, you know, at later levels, when the meta is established, that's what you would see. But at 13, who knows? Um, you really have to pick your battles is what it's going to come down to. And if you find yourself against a ranged champion, one, see if there's somebody in the in the team that you can swap with where the lane is more appropriate, where they can be competitive against that ranged champion and maybe you can be competitive against a melee champion. Other than that, you really just have to take your opportunities where you can, play it safe. If you can't get a lot, lot of farm, try to encourage your team to come and help babysit the lane with you and just soak in the experience. Yeah, and and don't be afraid. Don't feel like you have to always be doing something, uh, especially at those early levels. It's okay to stand in a bush and just gain experience. Yeah, well, I Nothing mean, especially if the alternative is you get is sent dying. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if the alternative is that you have to leave the lane, the better choice is for you to sit around and get the experience. Yeah. So. That's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, but be prepared um, for when you hit level 30 and when this meta is more established. If you want to level up a melee champion, look at the jungle, look at top lane. Yeah, and the the process of, and if you're unfamiliar with the meta, we've had previous uh, episodes about it. The process of learning that the meta exists is what the leveling up process does. Mm -hmm. Because you will find that when, when teams have this certain t type of team composition, they're going to beat you. <laughs> yeah, That's why the meta exists, because if you don't do it, then you will almost certainly lose. Now, of course, there's lots of things that can happen. Yeah. But there, are, there are always exceptions. However, the current meta of, you know, bruiser top, AP carry mid, support AD carry bottom, and bruiser jungle is, that's the norm. You know, that yeah. is the regular thing. But there are, there are many resources for that. I, I wish you a lot of luck, because... Uh, you know, until you can get into an established meta, it's going to be tough on you. It's going to be tough. Yeah. All right. So uh, one more question here. <clears throat> Giggles13 says, I love the podcast. Always informative while making me laugh. Down to business. I love short emails, Giggles. My question involves how do you stay ahead? While playing, I usually jump out to a quick lead on CS and kills, but then I always seem to let my opponents get back into the game. What advice do you have in regards to keeping your lead? Level, t or, you know, tier two items, man. Yep. <laughs> We've been over this before. Actually, tier recently. two items. I would say also um, team fight. Learn yes. to team fight, and that is the most difficult and the most important thing to do in the game. Yeah, and and learn to keep the momentum going. Uh, don't just like, get some kills and just just be passive after that. You want to display your dominance after getting those couple kills where appropriate. So that you leave the rest. Yeah. So that you keep you know you keep the enemy team you know zoned out or don't do things like get Baron and then go back to base. Right. Yeah. Get Baron, rush to their base, and kill stuff. Um, also, know that you are ahead, so that for example, Dra Christian, when you're on Draven and you know you're ahead. Some some people come to two v one you. I mean, you know the limits of your champion. You can stand and fight and probably kill both of them. If, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if I see, usually it boils down to I'm farming bottom by myself, and all of a sudden they're gaining on me. So I stay in the bush, and I take out the I take out the AD yeah. if they're close enough, and then. 
Yeah. It's just it being just, a, being able to realize what you can accomplish. Uh, part of that is eliminating that fear of dying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. get rid of the fear of dying because you can die and still stay ahead, even get further ahead sometimes. So uh, look look at all the options, and I think yeah, and the the one of the biggest ones is to know what your advantage is if you've got early kills. Is your advantage that you've got more health because of items? Is it because you have? Is it that you have more damage? Are you ahead in levels, and as a result, have a com- combination of higher base stats, higher health, and more you know potent abilities? What is your advantage that now that you are ahead, and then exploit that advantage? Yep. Indeed. And and we we struggle. This is one reason we talk about like we're the Morpheus giving the pill. He's like, how do I stay ahead? Don't be afraid to die. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's a bad bad piece of advice, but it's not. Right. Get, get rid of any negative thoughts in your mind. Fear, doubt, clear your mind, and then you jump over from one building to the next. But basically, stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many? I thought, I thought we were referencing. Let's like air your breathing now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Were you listening to me, Neo, or were you looking at that cute girl in the red dress? Oh, no, I was look again, and that's Morella. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Morella, and he's nerfing you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, thanks for the emails, guys. We can always send your success stories. You can send your store, uh, any sort of story if you really want to. Your puns, your jokes, your fan art, and your questions, of course, to the team at lowelo.com. We'll look them over. We always choose the best to either respond in person or respond here on the show. Now, let's get over to our iTunes shout outs iTunes shoutouts are always real important to us. We want to reward everyone who's willing to give us a review there because it's one of the major ways that we get our podcast out to the masses. And we hit a milestone. We've hit 300 reviews on iTunes, Three. which uh, puts us yeah puts us into like the 99 or the, the like the top one percent of reviewed podcasts out there, which is really cool for us. And we want to thank everybody, but in particular, I think we want to thank a nice chunk of people who left us some reviews this last week. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to thank some people. So, at 300 reviews, or at least 300 reviews at this point, so I think we all know, uh, um, I've been thinking what champion I want to imitate to celebrate getting over 300 reviews. And I think I got it. And I think it's very appropriate. Pantheon. Because, you know, 300. Pantheon. Oh, yeah. uh, oh that's actually, uh, yeah, that's pretty witty. Yeah, nice. Wow. That, that like went, bo- went over both of our heads. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, hold on. I need an achievement for that, I think. Seriously, like, uh, <laughs> is it feeling a little bit cold in here? <laughs> is hell frozen over? You just pulled <laughs> one on us. All right, so, yeah, um, here I go. Summoners, tonight we dine in Elo Hell. We got some iPod reviews for y'all. 
We got Munch 20 who says, Caution, this podcast may cause improved local knowledge, increased chest hair, and increased ability to be a class member of the low community. Next up, we have Red Engage, Jacob87, Jake Tiffany, Lapis Dragon, Hoffman12323, Blinders Zari, who says, I has potato, and it was good. Real Sprout. I mean, uh, next we have Hemfast, Shredder 517, Rob Rays. Ta-da, 1979, who writes, Lincoln for President, Tato says it all. Tackleberry, and uh, this guy right here, who goes by the name, this is my nick, uh, nickname, Don't uh, I can't he claims to be the 300th reviewer, and he writes, Yes, I've waited forever to be a 300th review since Shen became a delicious food item. I have gained so much Chester listening to this podcast, so yay, Chester, women, broke out and low Edo. And after that, we have Steve C508, Macho Man 95 Certain Danger, Torval VT, Baku Master, Nate Fox, and Toaster1323. Spartans! I mean, the Eloas! Oh! I don't think that sounded anything like Pantheon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, 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 Surprisingly British there, that Pantheon. Yeah. I, I, I was, I don't know. <laughs> that, that impression was bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> Love you, Christian. I, I didn't really want to be an impressionist. I just wanted to be a baker. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just saved it. All right. Fair Good enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Good job, guys. Oh, well, thank you very much, everybody. We really do appreciate the attention. Now, and Jeff, I, one up? thing you're forgetting. What am I forgetting? I know you're forgetting this. You said you made a promise. Did I? That you were going to do on the show something to do with the finals. What was I going to do? You were going to do a hundred game champion or a hundred game challenge. Oh with... gosh. Okay. So oh, I have to make it I official. Forget, don't I? Yep. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> it, it is common knowledge. If you are new to the show, it is common knowledge that I am an extraordinarily poor AP carry. I, I don't know how AP works. I don't know how to itemize it. The, the whole idea of all of my damage coming from abilities is a foreign concept to me that I have yet to investigate firsthand. <laughs> Unless you're playing Singed. That's well, Field Rod of Ages on Singed no. before, right? Well, yeah, but he's not an AP carry. No, we're talking about mid AP Yeah, carry. we're talking like going mid with, you know, Rabidoodles and <laughs> pressing buttons and launching fireballs and... You know, making big plays and magic. All that. Yeah, magic. Doing more than just running around <laughs> on top of them, going, "This is fun." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, it's gameplay beyond right click, kind of scares me. So <laughs> I've made the commitment that I will take seri- a serious hundred game challenge, and it will be for the AP carry of the winning team in the winning match at finals on the 13th if it's victor i'm gonna be so upset (laughs) (laughs) 
So every time Jeff is like everyone's else picked and we're like, oh, crap, we didn't realize that now Jeff has to play mid. He goes Victor. <laughs> Victor is credit to team. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. And it's uh, what if it's like it's going to be M5 picking up Victor and they win. It's like, <laughs> well, how, how upset Zillion. are you going to be if it's Zillion? Zillion, yeah. And you're going to be like, what is this no. monster I've created? Nope. I'm going to be happy because I know you will hate every single game. <laughs> no, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be talking about how bad everybody's KD ratio is compared to mine because I never die. <laughs> I'm going to have like, you know, Flash and Ghost just to make sure I get out of there. Can I take Flash twice? Can we make that request? Riot, I, Riot I want you to give me two Flashes. Jeff, I'm can, I'm guessing you're gonna think of it as Teemo, but instead of mushrooms, it's bombs, and you just go to the champion and say, "This bomb goes here." <laughs> yep. This bomb goes here. But we'll see who it is. We'll see who it is. But that is now public. I have committed to it. I will play those hundred games, and I will play them in as most consecutive fashion I possibly can. And uh, I mean, and, and I mean, you're held to a certain expectation on this too, Copy. Well, that, yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to lose a lot of games. Yeah, you've got to <laughs> because of you me. have yeah, you have no. to be ready to let me play so mid. We're, we're all committing to this, right? Uh-huh. Right, and we're hoping that I come out a better person for it. Uh, now I'm really looking forward to like a zillion M5. That'd be that'd just be <laughs> great. So, once again, to reiterate, the winning AP carry on the winning team of the winning match for finals. I'm gonna hundred game challenge it out. Yeah. I think by the time the championship game is done, I'll be done with my Draven challenge. Oh, yeah. you're, you're you like really six close. Six games left. I, no, I got five games left. Wow. wow. Shoot, we'll yeah. get we'll knock that one out tonight. Um, yeah. Good. But uh, before before we get to that, once again, thank you for the iTunes reviews. Thank you for the emails. If you'd like to reach out to us individually, the best way to do that is to hit us up on Twitter. I am Eat Gamer. Christian is All Your Base One Two Three, and Dave is Compy, no, all it, Dave. CTF nineteen ninety. Yeah, CTF nineteen ninety. Sorry. So, so, so Christian is CTF nineteen ninety. Dave is low elo Dave. You can also hit us up on our new Facebook site. It's facebook.com slash low elo community. Give us a like there, and we'll probably be doing a handout. You know, shoot, we'll probably be doing tons of handouts while we're in LA. Um, the website is the best place to go to link up with the community on a long-term basis. You can find it at www.loelo.com and, of course, our infamous live stream at www.loelo.com slash stream where you can catch our uh, growing team of streamers in all of their glory. They do an incredible job, and we've got them going pretty much every night of the week with uh, scheduled shows going from 7 to midnight Eastern time. It's a good time. Make sure you get yourself in there. And if you want to play in the games, because that's one of the major lures for these, remember, you can play on stream with the community and have your team or have your game shoutcasted just like it would be for the pros. Make sure you join our chats. It's going to be the in-game chat, all one word, low elo, low elo 2, low elo 3, just keep putting a number in front of it until you get into one of them. Don't worry. We'll be looking at them for people to play with. We definitely want to get you in on those. And last but not least, 
before we say goodbye, we want to once again extend a thank you to our paid subscribers. It's never an expectation, but we do appreciate the additional support that you provide us. And we're happy to make sure that you're taken care of as well. If you have any interest in supporting the show, make sure you check out the links at lowelo.com. That's the primary fashion by which we're able to make sure that the show is kept afloat, kept with hosting, and make sure that all, all responsibilities are met as far as bills that may come with the show. Mostly, like, fines from government officials. Lots of bribes. Bribes, yeah. Yeah, you know. Bribes and fines. Yeah, bribes and fines <laughs> is really what we spend most of our money on here. And cheeseburgers and private islands. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we appreciate all of the support that every single one of you shows us, whether it's a tweet or a subscription. I'm Eat Crayons, oh, oh. a.k.a. What? What? Did I miss something? Sorry. Uh, we went to a... Um, Man, I just forget uh, all uh, kinds of things. All right, so quick I, class act for yeah, dark skin. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't want to yeah, like yeah, yeah. let this one linger too long because otherwise the guy's ego is just going to inflate even more. Right. <laughs> but I mean, Darkski, awesome guy. He does a ton for us in the community, and I guarantee you, if uh, you already know his name and you've seen him on stream or you've seen him in the chat, what you see there is probably one tenth of his contribution to the show and the community. He's a huge influence on us, and we really appreciate the goodwill that he's shown towards the show and towards everybody on the live stream. So, great job. You are our class act this week, Mr. Darksky. But he already knows that because he's from the future. <laughs> yep. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. With me, as always, has been Dave, a.k.a. Compy386. Yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. And send him emails with more things to say at the end of the show. <laughs> and then our original third chair and still king, we have Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. Is it too late to say that I'm a sad robot? <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah that opportunity like is way down river. Yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, that makes me say And on that bombshell, stay classy. I know she said that I don't need her. Cause every time I call, she's sitting sweeter. Oh, and I know she said. To keep near her But I'm feeling colder And I must leave her I'm sat down here with my head hung down And I just seem to find Bit of peace, bit of love Bit of something left behind Sat down here, best intention Nothing said, nothing lied A Bit of peace, bit of love Bit of something left inside Say that to please her 
Happiness is on her face It's not mine that greets her And only my disgrace To admit I need her But we all fall from grace Dust me down and keep her I'm sat down here with my head hung down And I just seem to find A bit of peace, a bit of love A bit of something left behind Sat down here, best intention Nothing said, nothing lied A bit of peace, a bit of love A bit of something left inside Hey, hey, hey I just want volume from Compi is really all I want. What's up, summoners? Welcome to Hotch's three-minute finish. This time around, I'm going to give a general look at the mid-lane AP carry role and what you should be doing to most benefit your team during the laning phase. Let's talk about creep score. AP carries scale extremely well off levels and have insanely high burst damage potential. Keeping up in CS is essential to a lane victory because if you can either stay on even ground or establish a lead, it can let you dominate the lane with help of your jungler, or smash the other carry into oblivion because you pulled so far ahead. Noting again on that really high burst potential your abilities have as you rank them up. 10 CS a minute is an established marker that many say is professional tier last hitting. In lane, I'm going to say that if you can achieve 7 creep kills a minute, you will have no issues staying on par with your lane opponent. Whatever you do, if you cannot trade with your lane opponent, then don't do it. Missing experience in mid lane is arguably the easiest way to lose the laning phase. Wait on assistance from your jungler, or try and roam. Speaking of roaming, 
One of the best things you can do if you manage to hold a lead over your lane opponent or fall behind is assist your team with ganks. If you can roam either top or bottom and set up a pick for your teammates, it could possibly put you back into the game if you're losing mid prior or establish an even greater lead overall. Coordinating these roaming ganks with your jungler is even more effective if you can take an enemy buff along the way. This should always be a high priority point of contention during the laning phase. The benefits of stealing the enemy blue are massive leads for both yourself in lane and ease of clear for your jungler, negatively impacting the enemy in said ways. When you can, try and coordinate the spawn timers on your own buff with the enemies and place a ward a minute or so prior to the estimated pop time. Make sure to keep your jungler close and move in as blue pops and either attempt to clear before the enemy can react or contest with either smite or an engage backed by your bottom lane. The payoff is massive, but this can also backfire immensely, so choose your engage wisely. I recommend smiting over the wall of vision from a ward. It's definitely the safest route in this situation. Now something that newer summoners might not be familiar with, Wraith Cam Control. Wraiths is an interesting cam consisting of three lesser wraiths and one larger blue wraith. Clearing the cam rewards you with 51 total gold and 165 experience. After your jungler's initial clear, or second time through his route, he will most likely hand the camp off to you. It is very important you take advantage of the bonus gold and XP, because with a 50 second spawn timer the rewards stack quickly. Not only should you ward the ramp leading for the wraith camp because of the high gank potential on your lane, but you can possibly set up picks on the enemy jungler and mid laner. If you are feeling confident, you can also ward the enemy wraith camp and attempt to clear it, putting your lane opponent even farther behind. You want to take caution when doing this, as the enemy mid will most likely be warding just as you are. I hope these tips help some of you queuing up out there on the Fields of Justice. If you have any suggestions on content I can cover on the next week's 3 minute finish, feel free to email me at mrhacha at gmail.com, that is m-r-h-o-t-c-h-a at gmail.com, or shoot me a tweet. My handle is at mrhacha, m-i-s-t-e-r-h-o-t-c-h-a.